What is the civics empowerment gap? And why should teachers be aware of it as they consider their work in a broader context of social realities? The civic empowerment gap is the incredibly well-documented, unfortunately, gap in civic knowledge, civic skills, civic attitudes, and civic behaviors or participation among different groups of people. The most profound gap is by education. The more schooling you have, the more civic knowledge skills, uh, the more proactive and engaged civic attitudes and and uh, participation you are likely to have in ways that are kind of shocking. If you have a post-baccalaureate degree, master's or a doctorate or a law degree or whatever, you are more than twice as likely to vote than if you have not graduated from high school. Also, interestingly, though, you're more than twice as likely to have participated in a protest and to have been contacted by somebody running for office and to have had contact with a government official where you are advocating for some kind of policy change. You may be more likely to have contact with a government official, you know, if you uh, have less education because you are, say, receiving certain kinds of social services, but that's not putting you in a position of power. Basically, any form of civic power and political power is disproportionately held by those who have greater levels of education, who are wealthier, who are native-born rather than naturalized citizens, and then to some extent by race and ethnicity. So African Americans and whites have moderately, you know, it sort of depends on what the measure is, uh, similar, say, rates of voting. Although whites are more likely to be engaged in other kinds of, certain kinds of political activism than African Americans, and then there's a reverse otherwise. But both Latino citizens and Asian American citizens are much less likely to have civic or political power than whites or than blacks. And this is just fundamentally anti-democratic. You know, the whole premise behind a democracy is that we have equal, that we are equally citizens. Any of us who is a citizen should have basically an equal amount of civic power in some fundamental ways, like voting, like a capacity to contact an elected official. And we don't. (laughs) And as a result of those differences, also government practices and policies way disproportionately favor those who are already privileged. The civic empowerment gap, unfortunately, is something that we still tend to treat in this country as natural, in the way that we used to treat the academic achievement gap as natural. So when I first started teaching middle school in the mid-90s, it was still pretty common to hear people say, well, of course, a Black high school senior reads at about the same level on average as a white eighth grader. And that's because, and then various reasons would be given, right? There are Heads are in basketball. They don't have books at home. Their parents don't care about education, right? Like there would be all of these, you know, racist things that would be said to try to explain why it was perfectly natural that we were educating black kids so much worse than we were educating white kids. And that has changed over the last 25 years, I think. Whether or not it's changed in people's hearts, in terms of the rhetoric, we now take seriously 
that when you have these really systematic differences in academic achievement among different demographic groups, that points to a failure in the system rather than to a failure in the kids. We've taken the failure out of, say, black and brown bodies, and we've put that into education systems, political systems, social systems, et cetera. In our democracy, we still seem to locate the failure that is represented by the civic empowerment gap in the bodies of our marginalized citizens, in the bodies of citizens who have lower levels of education, who are less wealthy, who are brown, et cetera. And I think that's just wrong and as indefensible as, you know, are locating the source of the academic achievement gap in those bodies. I think we have to take responsibility for it and realize this is a systemic failure. This is a political failure. This is a failure of democracy, not of these communities. And we have a responsibility, therefore, in schools to help shrink the civic empowerment gap. We can't eliminate it just by what we do in schools any more than, frankly, we can eliminate the academic achievement gap based on what we do in schools, right? Because the systemic failures that lead to the academic achievement gap are about way more than just what happens in our classrooms or in our school buildings. But we can help to shrink it. And there are tons of things in schools that we can help to shrink the civic empowerment gap as well. 